another episode of the Dino Talk Podcast. Dino Talk Gang is back again. It's been a long time. It's probably been, oh gosh, guys, has it been a month? It's probably been close to a month. But guys, Nick, Jesse, Logan, we're back. And, you know, the playoffs are over. Fantasy season is done. Like, we're in the NFL playoffs. And we could talk about the season, and we will do that. We're, we're going to discuss a lot of the season. But now, like, we got news, guys. There's not only the playoffs, but, guys, there's a lot of coaching changes. And today, we're going to talk coaching changes. And we're going to talk situations. We're going to talk the teams that lost their coaches. Kind of, We're going to talk what to expect, like whether it be their current players, quarterback situations, and the draft, like what, what these teams are going to go after. And yeah, we're excited for this one. And do you guys have any opening thoughts before we hop right in? I think we're good to jump into it. All right. All right. I'll just go ahead and start, guys. I, I'm really excited for the Washington Commanders. Like I, I'm pumped for their future. It's kind of it's kind of weird because it's been a franchise that hasn't been ran very well. The owners kind of been a mess. The, their whole situation's a mess. Like the Ron Rivera era, just kind of pretty middling. They made one playoff run, haven't had a quarterback. And guys, they're they're in great position to take a step, in my opinion. They got the number two overall pick, which I didn't think would be possible going into the year. But yeah, Ron Rivera's now gone as well. And I, I think I think in terms of attractive jobs, it might be number one for me. They have a ton of cap space available. Like they can go out and get some free agents, and also they they get their franchise quarterback. Like I, I would expect it to be Drake May at number two, but you never know. But regardless, like that, they're set up well, and I think they can kind of get their pick of the litter when it comes to offensive coaches. Like I think, in terms of Ben Johnson landing spots, like I think this is number one for me. I think they're. For a young offensive coach that's going to be pretty sought after, I think the commanders are, yeah, the best job for him. And they're being aggressive so far, looking for GMs and coaches. And I, I just sense a change with them. And I'm I'm excited for it. And I, I like their weapons. They got a good running back, Ryan Robinson, Logan's favorite player. And they also got Terry McLaurin. They got Jahan Dotson. Like, they... Curtis Samuel's free agent, but those are two good, like decent cornerstones. Like they got a wide receiver one in Terry McLaurin. And yeah, they need to get some offensive linemen to get some help there and maybe, maybe another receiver or so. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for this team. The weapons, Terry McLaurin, I'm I'm probably as excited about him as anyone uh going into the offseason. And Jahan Dotson, his season was not great, but you you gotta kind of like his situation, especially if a quarterback can kind of hit the ground running there. But regardless, I'm I'm excited for the Commanders. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one. I think one thing, though, I want to just touch on uh, real quick is not only do they have the number two overall pick, they have two seconds and two thirds. So that's like, honestly, if you bring in an offensive coach, that's like the ideal scenario to like, if you need to replace Curtis Samuel, you just throw a dart at a receiver there and you can still pick normally because – since Washington traded away both Montez Sweat and Chase Young, they just have optimal building 
draft pick. So I could see that being really attractive for anyone that wants to become a head coach there. Yeah, they're gonna stack up some offensive linemen in there too. It's a good range for some interior offensive line guys. Guards and centers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. I mean, if it's a dynasty team set up well, has has a lot of picks ready to kind of go for the future. But would you worry about that division at all? Are they scary to the Washington Commanders? Yeah, no, I mean th- that is the that is the worry for Washington Commanders is it's going to be tough to uh to you know end up getting the 2 or the 3 seed ever coming out of there. Um, you know, I mean beat Dallas, beat the Giants, you know, I mean beating the Eagles is just out of realms of possibilities. But um yeah, no, I mean they they are going to have a tough time beating Dallas. Um you know, getting over over those humps, and uh, even the Giants with you know Tommy Tommy uh, DeVito. Wait, right? Is that right? Did I say that right? Thank God. <laughs> um, you know, even even they're gonna be tough. I think. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, fly Eagles, fly. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles went one and one against the Commanders last year. This year, two close game, one in overtime. I think they're already almost there. So, like, the real question that I kind of wonder about it, are they keeping, like, their GM or anything? I haven't heard anything on that. Yeah, it's a full sort search. What they're, about Eric? Actually... Why, why wouldn't they make Eric the head coach? Isn't that kind of why he took over the position was to – that's what I, I mean, was thinking. I mean, yeah, but their their offense wasn't great. I mean, they, they didn't run the ball much. Like, down the stretch, they just started airing it out a ton with Sam Howell, and the team just kind of fell apart. Like I, I, I don't think you hire him after that season. Like you're the number two overall pick. The offense was decent at the start, but then it just kind of fell apart. Like they abandoned the run quick, quickly in games. Sam Howell took a ton of sacks, took through a bunch of interceptions. Just, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think you hire him. So the so another thing I want to ask though. So no GM, no head coach. You got some rookie contracts like Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson. Are you worried, it, like in a dynasty setting, if you have them on your team? Are they going to be, you know, looked at differently with like new staff? Um, I mean, Brian Robinson, for instance, I'm, I kind of like the spot he's in. Um, because early on they they have other needs. They're going to get a quarterback. Uh, I do think they're going to take a running back at some point. Like I, I think they have to. Like they don't. Gibson's a free agent. They, they don't really have anybody else. You need. I think you kind of need a speed guy, maybe a pass catcher. Um, but in terms of his role, like it shouldn't be that different. Like he should ha- be a between the tackles guy that should rack up some touchdowns and get the carries. And then Dotson. I mean, I, I think his outlook's probably up just because he. <laughs> This year is scary for him. He was not good. Like they passed the ball a ton, and his target share was very low. Like so, I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't see how it goes up. But they're going to bring in competition. So, I mean, am I a guy? Am I going to be tossing out early seconds for him? No, but I, I, I take a dart at him. I, I before that. Where do you think the Commanders are picking next year? I mean that I don't know. That's too hard too early to tell. Fair. But all right. You guys wanna head with one go ahead with one of yours? 
Yeah, I know, Logan's a big Titans fan, so I'll let you, I'll let you roll with it. Do you want me to go ahead with the Titans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what Oh, I okay. meant. Sorry if that was <laughs> my bad. I thought you were going to go ahead with it. I was like, I'll, I'll critique you as you go. Um, no, I guess uh, just with the recent firing in Mike Vrabel, I think it opens up a good opportunity for the Titans overall with uh, running with uh, Ran Carthon, their GM, who used to be in multiple scouting positions for the 49ers. So honestly... I think it's about time that most NFL teams kind of revolutionize how they actually hire head coaches. Like defensive head coaches are a thing of the past, unless there are certain circumstances where they have like a ton of people that they know, they have a ton of connections where they can bring in offensive coaches to their team that even if they take jobs elsewhere, that they can be easily replaced. That was like one of the biggest things that the Titans suffered from like Honestly, the last three, four years, whenever Arthur Smith left, their offense never really recovered. Uh, John Robinson kind of ran it, the team into the ground with their most recent draft picks. With like the Traylon, the infamous Traylon Burks trade with AJ Brown, um, Caleb Farley like never really panned out, and then Isaiah Wilson was like a really late first round pick, and the dude didn't even make it on the team by the time the season started. Um, but honestly, I think that there's a ton of different candidates that the Titans could go for. And honestly, I hope that they, um, honestly, I would really like them to go with Ben Johnson. That would be ideal. But other than that, they could go with Slowick, um, the Houston's offensive coordinator. Yeah. The, or the Texans offensive coordinator, um, and if they can't land him, they could also try to do a unique one and go with Callahan, the Bengals offensive coordinator. And if they do that, I would really like them to buy in on T Higgins because he's from Tennessee and uh, has some kind of like past history with like a, taking a picture in the Titans locker room. As you, if you've seen that on Twitter at all, be nice to, you know, make that a thing in 2024. But uh, obviously you'd have to... his shot. Call <laughs> a shot like Babe Ruth, baby. Let's go. Hey, I love it. I'm I'm gonna go throw a bet down on 2024. <laughs> T Higgins gonna be playing suiting up for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, honestly, it'd be nice to just have like a a medium sized contract on a receiver that's already established and not having to live through a draft cycle of AJ Brown and uh, Traylon Burks, who hasn't been healthy. They both weren't healthy when they were playing for the Titans, but uh, honestly, I medium think the Titans are... contract. Sorry, medium is in like three, four years. Okay. Because it's it's tired. I'm just tired of receivers on one to two years. It's like the Titans way of taking older receivers and loaning them for a year. Um, Honestly, I don't know. I think the outlook's pretty good. They're going to take a tackle with their first pick unless they're crazy. And then they'll just keep building their offensive line. And whoever comes in hopefully can, you know, actually build up some run schemes and not just run RPO and rushing all the time and then actually be able to, you know, pass for 250 plus unless, you know, it's a weird game, but I don't know. I think if you bring in an offensive head coach, that's all that matters because I was talking to Nick about this earlier that if you bring in an offensive coach and they know how to play call, it doesn't really matter who like the offensive coordinator is because the philosophy I'm starting to build 
is if you get a defensive head coach and they're successful on offense, that offensive coordinator is going to get a head coaching spot somewhere else. So you have to keep cycling in new OCs. But if you just go, you know, with an offensive coach, then you don't have that problem unless they start losing their ways. But I don't know. What do you guys think after hearing that rant? The last part of that was hitting on something. That's pretty – that actually makes quite a bit of sense, I think. Well, it what makes me question people like Sirianni too, like what they bring to the team. Like, Right. I say that all the time, that Sirianni's a, a cheerleader. Like, I mean, seriously, <laughs> he's, the best, he's the best cheerleader on the Eagle sidelines that you'll ever see. I'm telling you, I mean, it's not even – like I'm saying that with a straight face, man. Like uh, absolutely. Like Nick pointed it out a lot last year. Um, it's obviously came come to fruition. But sorry, we aren't talking about the Eagles. We're talking about <laughs> Logan's take on the Titans here. No, yeah. I mean everything that you were saying was, was tracking. It was kind of make it was making very valid sense. Um, yeah. In fact, you put it felt like you put so much thought uh, into that uh, that take that I'm going to be embarrassed when I when I bring up mine. So. Well, it's um, a lot of bottled up emotions. You have to understand that <laughs> Vrabel was fired two days ago, so I had to process it, grieve it a little bit, you know, see the negatives of the team that obviously I was overlooking for the past few years because they were a successful team. Unlike, you know, the after Vince Young didn't pan out, they weren't very good for a while. So, yeah. As, as far as my thoughts with the Titans, I I think on the field play is gonna get worse, but I, I think fantasy-wise, it could get better. Just because I, I do think Vrabel's a good coach. Like, I, I understand he had some flaws, but I, I think they're going to miss him. I think they're going to be bad next year. Like, I I don't know if you disagree, Logan, but I, from a fantasy perspective, like, what what do you see with this team? Like, do you think they're, like, it'll be Traylon Burks kind of leading the charge? Like, do you see a Levis improvement coming? Do you see a big Ty J Spears year? Like, where do you kind of see them going as far as a personnel's perspective? So so that's the thing that I um, have started to become more and more skeptical of the offense that was ran through Tannehill, that you don't have to have like the craziest line rankings. You don't have to have like the craziest like receivers out there. Like, yeah, they had DeAndre Hopkins and then you have like reliable pass catchers out of like, I think Tajay Spears is a really good receiving back. And obviously you have people out there like Nick Westbrook, Akine, and who knows else, Chris Moore. And I think that realistically, if you have a pretty innovative offensive coordinator, you could compete with whatever you have. Like, it's not like the Texans, the Colts, the Jaguars are going to be some like unachievable team to play against. Like if Will Levis keeps it under you know, is well, he plays well under pressure. He's under, he can actually read when there's pressure and stuff like that. I think that ultimately if you have two and a half competent linemen, you should be able to go 500. I mean, I don't want them to, I want them to tank another year, obviously, but I, I think that they could easily go 500 and fantasy output would be decent. But I mean, I don't know if Traylon Burks is even that guy. They might have to hit on someone in the second or third round if that's what they want. I think, think your it's... fan bias is what's making you say that they're... <laughs> they can do that well. <laughs> I mean, right, it, I mean, like the Texans had a pretty quick turnaround. The Rams still the... compete, and I didn't think that they – I thought they were screwed. 
Fair, fair. I guess I'm I'm coming at it from an Eagles fan's perspective as uh, you know, just maybe over getting overzealous about about my team. But uh no no no, that's fair. That's fair. But uh I, I don't see I don't see the Titans being good at all next year. I I do agree with Nick and and I think that they're gonna be pretty horrible. But you are hundred percent right. The Texans last year I would have said the same thing. So But I do wanna point this out. Nick has been calling for the Titans first overall pick for like the last three years. It would have been, it would have been better off for me. I would have liked that, yeah. but they love drafting quarterbacks every year. And do you think it's full steam ahead with Levis? Like, do you think he's that they're going to build around him, or do you think they could be like after another guy? I mean, I could think that's the beautiful thing about what next year implies. Is with the first year head coach, you get a test him out, and if he does horrible, first year head coach, and then you have a great draft pick. And it depends on the quarterback class and. uh everything else i feel like i don't know i mean if he doesn't do that well next year then i feel like i wouldn't mind drafting another quarterback that's first round early pick worthy yeah 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 i I, I actually like that quite a bit that uh and they you know you give it this year with will levis if he if he if he can't perform then you move on and uh you know if he can then full steam ahead i mean i can definitely see that i feel like it depends on how many weird fumbles and stuff he has in the pocket like if he throws an interception after throwing like a 40 yard dart uh, you know i'll write that one off but if he's holding the ball and then basically gifts the team a fumble and a touchdown then i'll i'll be a little more skeptical of him but i don't know i think he has a lot of good traits as a quarterback and uh he needs to develop some more especially under pressure but i think it'll be interesting i'm excited yeah me too I I am as well. I'm I'm a bit skeptical. I'm I'm not a huge Levis guy. I think he's got limitations. I think he struggles in the pocket. I think he takes too many sacks, and he's also a pretty old prospect. Like he's he needs a lot of developing when he's should probably be developed. Like he's probably older than Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, like a lot of these guys. I I'm a bit skeptical, but I mean he he's got some good traits for an NFL quarterback. Like he's a tough character, and he's got a strong arm. And we'll, yeah, we'll see if an offensive coach can kind of unlock him a bit. That was another thing that I would really appreciate with an offensive coach is being able to bring other offensive minded people to help develop a quarterback, because obviously there's a huge jump from college to NFL. And I feel like the Titans didn't have anyone to really help him out. So he obviously showed the weaknesses that he had at Kentucky. Oh. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, Jesse. All righty. Team I'm talking about, the most fun one, the the most fun firing that every fantasy football football coach out there got super fired up about when they saw it. Arthur Smith, gone, out of here. Let's go. If we have some sound effects that we can throw into here, let's do it. Come on, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, throw a party. Arthur's gone. And the Falcons, I think that they're a sneaky, sneaky team to be good next year with whatever coach they find. Like, I think that they should be a top option um, in in the coaching world. Uh, last, you know, their defense finished, um, I mean, it's in yardage, but they finished 11th last year. Um, defense pretty solid. 
And then the weapons that they have on offense that everybody knows about. I think Bijan should be the 101 pick next year, everybody. I think that whatever coach comes in, they're going to say, well, Arthur never gave the ball to Bijan. I'm going to do the opposite. And I'm going to give the Bijan give Bijan the ball 25 times a game. I really think that that's what will happen. And I think that, uh, yeah, the Falcons could be, you know, of course the issue is quarterback. Um, I think that what will kind of happen, it, it like, I'm I'm calling it now in the way of like maybe not Joe Flacco, but a Joe Flacco like quarterback goes there um and kind of and you know could kind of uh, give them a shot at being competitive right away. Um but you know I mean just that that kind of scenario that the Browns kind of found themselves in this year, I could really see the Falcons um end up very similar spot next year um with with uh, whatever coach they end up finding. The guy who I, I think I would enjoy as the coach of the Falcons would be Mike Vrabel being the head coach. And the thing is, Mike Vrabel has a pretty good connection with an old offensive coordinator that he had back at the Titans. Imagine this scenario. This would be killer for them. They have Mike Vrabel as the head coach, and they bring in offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. He's the free agent coach. I think that would be full steam ahead. That team, I'd be rooting for him all day and night. That that would be a fun scenario. Run it back. I agree. Yeah. Don't don't make me go go <laughs> run across the river and make a bet right now, boys. Again, <laughs> it's Falcon Super Bowl 2024. Let's go. Let's ride. So, so that's the thing that I'm kind of upset about because I wish that the Falcons could have pulled the trigger on someone like Baker Mayfield last year. But this whole scenario still unfolds because I think Baker and Mike Vrabel would be like the perfect combination with each other because Baker is I feel like they're like similar spirits. So I'm I'm completely kidding, by the way. I don't I don't I think they'd be scared off by going Mike Vrabel with the Arthur Smith experience. I I have seen though that they apparently are going all in on Bill Belichick. Like that's that's what I've seen so far, in which that could mean Josh McDaniels and Bill, which I I honestly wouldn't hate. Like if he has a reliable offense coordinator, like maybe McDaniels. Um, their offense, I'm I'm kind of curious as to where they go because they I've always thought that as a big Justin Fields spot, like just kind of with their like good running game. And also they have they don't really have like a bunch of like over the middle of the field kind of guys. Like they have Drake London, a contested catch guy downfield, and also Kyle Pitts, and then they have Bijan. Like I, I think that could be a a team that can, yeah, Justin Fields would be a nice fit at just like with their collection of weapons and with their powerful run game. Like, I think that wouldn't be bad. And then other court, like they pick eighth again. Like, you guys know that they're picking eighth overall for the third year in a row. Like, that that's insane to me. And I, it's just, it's the worst spot to be in because it's not a quarterback spot. And yeah, I mean, maybe like I kind of think receiver like i kind of think they need another receiver like i i think outside of drake london they they do have van van jefferson who logan pointed out in the chat i don't really think that helps them out too much but i don't know i quarterback wise i i think they are in the market yeah like jesse said a veteran but i i think he would like to go with someone a little bit above flacco like a fields someone with some upside like fields um like baker awesome fields would be so awesome yeah, and the if Falcons they, really could do some fun stuff. You're yeah. so right. I mean, really. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could oh. be. 
What about Michael Penix? That that wouldn't be a bad one either. Yeah, with their contested catch guys on the outside, because Michael Penix just avoids the middle of the field at all costs. And for <laughs> an offense that has a lot of guys that can make plays on the outside, yeah, that yep. I'd I'd be in favor of that. You wouldn't even have to sign Gabe Davis to you know have someone to streak across the middle of the field. <laughs> you just keep the same roster, just draft Michael Penix. I I wouldn't hate it. Oh god. cousins. I already forgot that Rabel's kid is on the Falcons. Match me in heaven. Writing on the wall right there. Tyler Vrabel, backup. Wait, uh, seriously? Backup uh, left tackle. No way. I, I did not know kid. that. That's wild, dude. Oh my gosh. This is this is nutty. The Falcon but you said that they're going all in on Bill. That's what it sounds like. And I've seen Bill Belichick and Raheem Morris. I've seen those as Raheem Morris, a defense coordinator for the Rams. In which case, I don't I don't know what offense he'd bring in. He could bring in Arthur Smith as his OC as well. <laughs> it's not out of the picture quite yet until they like ban Arthur Smith from the league. So <sighs> Dang. There's, of course, no way that they're actually going to hire Arthur Smith as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Coordinator, right? Just good for the jokes. Good for the jokes. Hmm. Gosh, I, after this last season, I don't even think that's that funny of a joke. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be all for that kind of content. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, I can't imagine if Bijan had to deal with Arthur again. Uh, but getting put in timeouts as a grown man. Anyway, uh, all righty. What are we on to next? Did did we really think we'd go a whole podcast without talking about the Bears, guys? Got to do it. Bears, Bears have a pretty exciting off season. Like, let's be honest. Like they, like I was all for the content if they moved on from Eberflus and kind of they'd have the pick of the litter as far as coaches. But I mean, Eberflus defense improved. Um, now he's going full steam ahead with an offensive coordinator hire, which he's got some interesting names so far. My favorite being the Seahawks offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron. Like, I, I think that'd be a good fit. Like, he got career years out of Dino Smith. I'd be for that. And then the other elephant in the room, um, I don't know if we've discussed it yet on the podcast, but they also have a quarterback decision to make. Um, there's Justin Fields, who's still on his rookie contract. And they also like, unfortunately for Justin Fields, they got the first overall pick, which is very fortunate for the bears. Cause that's very lucky to have when you're picking ninth and you, I think they have a pretty decently built roster like the bears. I, I think they're in position to win and you have the number one pick in a pretty good quarterback draft. And I, my thought is that they're probably going to go quarterback there and get an offensive coordinator that can kind of fit, um, whether it be probably Caleb Williams's needs. And, and then at pick nine, like they could get a receiver right there for him. Like whether it be Rome Adunze, um, maybe Neighbors falls there, who knows, or maybe you move up for yeah, Neighbors or Marvin Harrison Jr. But regardless, this Bears team got pretty exciting offseason ahead. And they got money to spend. Um Got to get some interior offensive linemen, and they probably need to get a weapon or two opposite DJ Moore. But having a wide receiver one is a pretty good start 
for a rookie quarterback. And I I like the Bears' future. Cole Komet's a good one. Um, I don't know what they'll do with Mooney, but regardless, I'm excited for their future, and they got a lot of ammunition. And if they were to deal fields, I think they would get more uh, picks to kind of add to their war chest there. But what do you guys think about the Bears? Uh, yeah, I think they're in a difficult situation. Uh, obviously, having fan favorite fields um, and also having to objectively look at their offensive lines finally coming together. I want them to draft a new center um, as well. Um, I definitely do think drafting a receiver in the first round or second, they don't have a second round pick. Uh, first round is the most ideal scenario because they need to start another contract timeline on a actual receiver. That's, you know, first round talent. Um, and honestly, I think you're right. I think if Eberflus can show how he called the defense in the second half of the season and going into the first half of next season, which he's never been able to piece together till recently, I think that a lot of the players like him a lot. And I think that with Caleb Williams, obviously you know what you're going to get. I did see, you know, his pressure to sack ratio or went down this year. And um, that's all you can really ask for. And as long as he can get the ball out quick enough, I feel like they're competitive. I think the division is also in an interesting spot because I feel like the Vikings are – no one really knows what's going to happen with them. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I hope Poles do doesn't pull, like, a fast one on anyone. Goes with, like, Bo Nix first overall or something because that would uh, – I don't think I would watch the NFL anymore, not the Bears. But, yeah, I like what you said. I agree. Does anyone know, has there ever been a rookie QB that won a Super Bowl? I would highly doubt it. Well, I mean, because what we're talking about right now, if we have a good defense, we have the wide receivers, like we're talking about an interior line, I mean, could Caleb Williams be the first to – you know, have a real solid chance at it. It would make sense that it would happen to a uh, 101 pick that wasn't their original pick. Like, to be fair, if it was ever going to happen, it would be a 101 that, like, wasn't for the team that, that was actually selecting it. So, just interesting to think about. Interesting to think about. I'm going I'm to hop on Google. You guys continue the pod. <laughs> was Nick Foles a rookie on the Eagles? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, Jesse, now you got me pretty excited for next season. But I unfortunately I don't I don't see that happen. I I should have been more upfront. They have an, a pretty improving defense and I like the steps the offense is going in. I think next year I think they if everything goes right, they could challenge for a playoff spot. Like I think that's probably a little more realistic um rather than Super Bowl and then after that all bets are off. I, they could they could make a run. But I, I just like the way they're going. What are we thinking uh, on fantasy outlook for DJ Moore next year? Does it go up, or do we think Caleb Williams will spread the ball out more? I, I'm kind of unsure. I I want to see what offense they get, and also what other weapons they bring in. But I, in college, Caleb Williams did spread the ball around a little more than kind of like Fields this year was very focused on DJ Moore. 
in the offense. And that that's going to be hard to replicate, but maybe they, I mean, I think the hope is that the pass volume goes up and it most definitely will like they'll pass more often, which should help. But yeah, Caleb Williams in, in the past has not been hyper-focused on one guy. Like Jordan Addison, I don't even think he got a thousand yards. Like he, they kind of spread it around quite a bit. Um, but in the NFL, like players, they change and you get in different offenses. Um, but I, 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 I'm still a fan of DJ Moore for fantasy going into next year, but I kind of want to see how it shakes out before that. Yeah. I feel like DJ Moore has been an underdog his entire career. Absolutely. In case any of the listeners were wondering, no, no rookie QB has even made it to a Super Bowl. So. Until until this year, CJ Stroud. I'm hey, not not the worst take. Uh, take. <laughs> hey, uh, sorry to to jump right into, uh, but what what we got any playoff predictions? Sorry if I'm jumping jumping on the line, but just thinking about about it here, I just want to throw. Out, I think the Browns, dude. I think the Browns are the the dark night of the. I think they got a shot, man. I got. I think they got a real shot. That'd be crazy with Joe Flacco. All right, sorry. I don't know about winning it, but I I do like I know I just said C.J. Stroud, but I I do like the Browns to beat the Texans, like just with their defense. But at the same time, like their offense isn't great. Like Texans could be held down all game; they could have a scoring drive or two in the fourth quarter and win. But yeah, I, I like the Browns playoffs. Gonna be fun, Jesse. Like the Eagles, man. The Eagles, like they're. Like, if you told me going into the last week or the past few weeks that the Eagles were in competition for the first overall pick, I would tell you that they, they should be the runaway favorite. I, ugh, hasn't been good. No, it has not. <laughs> it hasn't been good. And my parlays have felt it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, there isn't there isn't that much to say. I mean, like, I, I think... I kind of uh, I feel like I keep on hammering at home a little bit, maybe too much. But uh, Nick called it last year that uh, you know Sirianni might not be that good. Um, yeah, I mean, I just it sucks. It sucks. But uh, I do think that Jalen Hurts, you know, he could always come around with him with him as your quarterback. You know, I mean, you always have a chance. And the defense, the defense on top of everything else. I mean, the defense is actually what's been killing us the most. Uh, the offense. God, AJ Brown's here too. I yeah, no, the defensive secondary has just been absolutely atrocious, and our D line hasn't been elite like it was supposed to be. Which I don't know. Maybe once we get a little bit more healthy next year, hopefully. But uh, no, 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 I mean we're still we're still making a run out of this year. I'm if they turn the corner, they haven't played well all year. What happens if they start playing well all of a sudden? All right, that's all I'm saying. Is we Jalen Hurts' hand it. okay, though? His yeah, finger? I know. He broke his finger. He broke his... You know what? I saw that play. Literally, whenever I saw the play, Scary. I was like, ooh, man, I bet that. I bet his hand his hand might be messed up from that. But I also knew it's Jalen freaking Hurts. Y'all don't understand. This is a different type of human, all right? And beast mode. Beast mode. Oh, I saw he hasn't thrown one pass all week in practice. Oh, did he uh did he come out of the game at all against yeah he did no shit. he didn't but he Shut said up. he regrets I'm it i'm done i'm done we're we'll see we'll see this weekend boys we'll see no no i, I mean absolutely. tampa's got a real shot i wish they didn't but yeah they got it dino talk. welcome back to the dino talk podcast with nick jesse and logan uh 
So we were, uh, we were recently talking about coaching changes and how that will impact teams and who they're looking for. Uh, another team I wanted to bring up was the LA Chargers and uh, them firing Brandon Staley and who they might be able to bring in. I think this one might be pretty interesting because they already have an established quarterback. Uh, they kind of have an aging offense. They've had a line problem. Their running back's getting pretty slow. Uh, if anyone's been on Twitter, we can. you've probably seen a few videos of Austin Eckler trying to break outside and uh, not able to unhook the trailer. Um, so I think they have a pretty good opportunity. They're kind of in a weird cap space uh, problem with uh, they had to overpay their defense a little bit. They just had Khalil Mack get the most sacks of his career. But I think overall, I think the Chargers are in an interesting spot, most of all, because I don't think Justin Herbert's really ever had an offensive play caller or a coach that's really kind of helped him out, developed him even more. He kind of came into the league. I, I honestly thought he was pretty NFL ready coming straight out of college. But... Overall, I think uh, I think Nick might be in agreement on this one. I think J- Jim Harbaugh's probably eyeing down that job most of all if he's uh, going to leave Michigan because not only did they fire Staley, but they did fire their GM. And I think that if Jim Harbaugh is going to go to the league, he's going to be looking for an opportunity to kind of play that GM head coach role, kind of have – more control on who they bring in, who they look at and scouting, other things like that. Um, so I think Jim Harbaugh is a good candidate for the Chargers, but I think I've also heard, is Belichick another one for the Chargers? Yeah, I'm sure he is. Well, yeah, he'll be painted on every list probably. Um, but honestly, like I said earlier with the Titans, I just want to see an offensive head coach go to the Chargers because especially in that division – if you have a good offense, you can compete with every team. But if you don't have a good offense, you're going to lose the shootout. So same as I said earlier, Ben Johnson would be awesome. But honestly, if you kind of go with any established play color, I think I would be confident with them running the team as long as they can bring in a somewhat def- uh, somewhat decent defensive coordinator. What do you guys think about the Chargers, job? Yeah, I'm... I'm kind of different in my beliefs when it comes to like the top quarterbacks in the league, because I, I think with the chargers, I thought their biggest issue this year was defense. Like they, they had a defensive coach and like the defense was terrible. Like I, I think with Justin Herbert, like, I think he's a guy that their offense is going to like, I think, I think they need to improve their roster, obviously. Like they need to kind of get the youth movement moving a little bit. But I, I think their offense is always going to be decent. And I think you – like, I don't think a bad I, – I, I like the Bill Belichick hire. Like, I think Jim Harbaugh would be great if he did it. I'm kind of – I don't know whether he'll decide to go to the pros. But regardless, even with Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick, I'm, I'm confident that both of those guys will have the defense in a pretty good spot, in which I, I think that would be pretty good for Justin Herbert. Like, just he, – he needs the defense to help him out. And – I think their offense is going to be good kind of regardless. And I think having getting a good offensive coordinator and kind of helping build up the offensive line and the weapons would help a lot. And yeah, I mean, they have the fifth overall pick. I mean, that's, that's the other thing that's kind of nice, but at the same time, they, they don't have a lot of cap space. I think they're probably going to be getting out of Joey Bosa's contract. I wouldn't be surprised if they got a 
Mike Williams, like Austin Eckler is probably going to be gone. So to where they're, I think it's going to be tough to say that just right away, unless they bring in a really good coach in which right away, they're going to be really good. But I, 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 you got to say you like their future just for having a good quarterback. And I, I think they need someone to kind of build it the right way. Um, got to have a GM that's kind of ready to make good draft picks. They haven't been making good draft picks. Um, just kind of the simple things. Fix the defense, make good draft picks, and yeah, get some good youth in there. I I think it's as simple as that. You have a good quarterback. Just <laughs> got to change some things up there. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they do. I feel like it's easy to just keep piling on just the the great quarterback thing, you know, with the, with the Chargers. But I feel like that's just like the most. That's just it. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what's going on. Uh, I like the background, Logan, and uh, yeah, I mean the the Chargers have Justin Herbert, and that's all any coach could ask for. Yeah, I agree. I I also feel like um. It's always easier said than done, though. Like, fix the defense, draft well. I mean, obviously, they're going to stumble along the way a little bit. I just think anyone that can look at their roster and realize who is going to be good in the short term slash long term because they've really held on to people like Bosa on defense for a long time. He hasn't played a lot of snaps, but I think they definitely need to cut some loose ends on both sides of the field, though. But I think I think it does also raise some interesting questions because did you think we saw enough out of Quinn Johnston the first year he was on the Chargers to think he was worthy of selecting him really early in Dynasty? No, no. Like I, I think if they have the opportunity to upgrade from him, I think they'll do it. Like I, I think they they're gonna need to change up his role because he obviously struggled with what they had him doing they kind of made him into the mike williams role and he kind of struggled there but i yeah i mean it's hard to have a lot of confidence in putting jobs and i was a huge fan coming out but it's just that that first season was a lot of players that had the season that he had end up busting and it's it's i hate saying that word but i it's kind of as of right now it's kind of the trajectory that it looks like he's on but i I don't think all hope is lost with the Chargers. I, I think Malik Neighbors at five is just screaming at him. Like I, I think that would be a great fit there and a great young wide receiver for Justin Herbert to um be his top target. And yeah, I'm I'd like that. I also wouldn't be opposed if they traded down, kind of getting some draft picks that way to kind of um yeah, really build that thing. But I, I think that's tough because you you don't pick top five very often especially when you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert. And I think there you kind of got to make the pick. And Malik Neighbors can be a franchise-changing player. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I hope that if they do bring in another defensive coach, he uh, handles the media a little bit better than what Staley did because uh, Staley was obviously getting criticized. They lost to the Titans early on too, which was not a good sign. And honestly, I think that was – wouldn't have been a bad time to fire Staley, honestly, because doing it early wouldn't have been bad. Maybe they would have lost a few more games, got a better pick. Um, but I think if they do bring in a defensive coach, I hope that he can manage what they have and 
obviously don't just show glaring weaknesses like this past year where they were just getting passed all over. But I don't know. I'm excited for their future. Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll go into the next one here, guys. The Patriots. Like it just happened this morning. But Bill Belichick's been there a long time, and it's it's the end. Uh, where do you guys think they go? Because I I'm kind of curious as to where they're gonna be at. Um, I mean, the obvious one here. It looks like um, Drod Mayo. Who's currently there? I think he's in a good spot to be the coach, like based on everything I've seen. Um, and then the other obvious one is Mike Vrabel. And I've, like Logan and I kind of talked about this um, the other day that if I'm of the opinion that if Mike Vrabel goes there, Mike Vrabel's not going to be a guy that's going to want to rebuild. Like I, I think he's a guy that's going to want to win. Like that's all he did with the Titans. Like the Titans roster started really getting depleted. But it's just Vrabel was still trying to win. And I I don't think they'll be rookie quarterback at three. Like I don't I don't think that's something that he would be in favor of. I've I wouldn't be surprised if they traded back to a team with a veteran. Like whether it be I I mentioned this idea to Logan. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they made a deal with like the Seahawks. The Seahawks give up Geno Smith. They gave up a war chest to come up to three to get a quarterback. And Mike Vrabel goes in with Geno Smith. And I think if Mike Vrabel's there, I think Derrick Henry's going to be their running back to where I think that would affect like Ramondre Stevenson, obviously Zeke Elliott. I don't know that he'd be back, but like that team needs work offensively. I think they, they need weapons, um, need a quarterback, need weapons. Uh, offensive line could probably improve as well. Um, I don't know where they go. Like their defense, if you bring in a, Good coach that can help them out, but I I don't know where they go. But I'm I kind of think the the coaching candidates there is more obvious when it comes to Mayo. I he's never done it. Like what? Who's he going to bring in as an offensive coordinator? Um, what kind of offense is he going to run? I don't know. I I think that makes it tougher to predict and kind of be a wait and see mode. Mike Vrabel I think could be a little more obvious. And yeah, I think Vrabel kind of puts them in a tough spot because I think they were wanting to go Mayo regardless. And with Vrabel, it being available kind of makes the decision dip more difficult. Like, what do you guys think about the Patriots? I think you're spot on with Vrabel. I think he's a great fit. Um, but uh, I guess I'm no Vrabel expert, expert like Logan, so I'll let him take it away. Yeah, I feel like there's just a tampering pick waiting to happen when Vrabel gets hired at the for the Patriots just with uh... – you know, just a coincidental, he's getting inducted to the Patriots Hall of Fame halfway through the Titan season. Maybe a little discussions happening, allegedly, I should say. I don't know. I just think that uh, there's a lot of too-good-to-be-true things that happen, and I, I, I don't think he would do well on that roster. I'm going to be completely honest. I think if he got put on a team like the Bills or something, Sean McDermott miraculously gets fired, I think that that could be a good case for him where he already has a developed quarterback. If you went to the Chargers, I think he would do better than he would on the Patriots. But obviously, Patriots fans are going to want him just for the history. What do you think, Jesse, about the Patriots? Sounds like we think Mike Vrabel, he's going all these. He's going to the Falcons, he's going to the Chargers, and he's going to the Patriots. I, to be fair, I was kidding about him going to the Falcons. I, I, I think they will go the opposite direction of that. I was, is, just, is, for the, but humor. the Falcons are who his son plays for? 
Yes, sir. Dude, that's that's I mean, that can't mean nothing. Come on. I mean, he that's why he keeps his friends close by hiring them as an offensive coordinator, and then they do him a solid. Arthur Smith just did him a solid, kept him in the league, even though maybe he isn't good enough. I'm not sure. I've never seen him play. And now Mike can go be the coach and give – well, dude, that would be something. You think Derrick Henry is just going to follow him wherever he goes? I think if Mike Vrabel goes to the Falcons for fantasy, it will be the exact same as last year. Like I think that would be worst-case scenario. You do not want that. From a team perspective, if you're a fan, might make them better. From a fantasy perspective, it would probably be the worst-case scenario from going from Arthur Smith to Mike Vrabel because – that's who brought Arthur Smith to the league. Like, it's just, I, he doesn't want to run an exciting offense. He wants to run the ball, get out with a win. Mm-hmm. Well, but if it's to Bijan, if it's handing the ball to Bijan, it's still better than what Arthur was doing. You know who they have behind Bijan? They have a pretty similarly built running back. Yeah. Fair. Uh, It'd be a Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. All right, I think we have one last team to talk about. If I'm, oh, we have the Seahawks. I, I think the Seahawks are gonna kind of go status quo. They're gonna go Dan Quinn based on everything I've seen, which is probably a good move. And I, I don't know where he's gonna go from an offensive perspective, but I, I think from the Seahawks, it's what do they do at quarterback? Is Geno gonna be back? Like, I don't know. I, I think that's the biggest question. I, I could see them being aggressive in terms of bringing in a younger quarterback. Like, and that could be the range of Bo Nix, Penix, uh, McCarthy. Like, I, I think there's Cam Ward. I think those guys could be possibilities there um, with Geno. Um, but, yeah, I do, I do think they'll kind of make some kind of a move at quarterback rather than running it back with Geno because that, that team's got good weapons. And they their offensive line, I think, is pretty good. Like, they have two young tackles that are pretty good. And their defense is – like, they're a team that's – could be ready to win. If they if they get the quarterback position right, I think they could be ready to win. And I think Dan Quinn's pro- – like, Dan Quinn made a Super Bowl with the Falcons. Like, I, th- I think he's a good coach, and it sounds like that's the direction they're going. And I, th- I think that'd be a good move. Um, and I'll, I'll just jump right into the Panthers right away. And the Panthers, they're in the toughest spot. Like, they – they have a young quarterback who didn't show a lot of bright spots. They got the head coach wrong right away. Uh, they don't have weapons. Um, offensive line was not as good last, this year as what people expected. Their defense wasn't as good as expected. They It's probably not a super desirable job, but you you need to bring in a coach that can build an offense around Bryce Young. Like That's of utmost importance. I, I do think like a lot of people are throwing out the bus word for Bryce Young, and I – I mean, I I definitely see it. I mean, he's he's not a big guy. Like we we knew that going in, and you gotta you gotta help him out. You gotta get some kind of a system, like whether it be RPO heavy, um, kind of more of a, an established run game. But you gotta do things to help him out. Like that's pretty important. Kind of scheme some things up for him. And I'm I'm excited to see where they go. Like they don't have a first round pick, which is terrible for their situation. But you need to bring in an offensive coordinator. I've seen Todd Munkin's name mentioned, the Ravens' offensive coordinator. I I would love that for them. I th- I think Vrabel would be a pretty good fit there. Like I think if you're the Panthers, you can snag Vrabel. I think that'd be great. Like I know they're going to try to go for Ben Johnson. They're going to try to go Belichick. I think those guys are going to laugh in their faces. 
I think you just got to get someone in there that can help Bryce Young develop and kind of get that team going and find a way to maximize that roster. And they need to get wide receiver help. It's very important. Tough to do without a first-round pick. Got to hit on a second-round receiver and got to bring in Marquise Brown. Uh, if you can snag T. Higgins, I I don't think he gets out of Cincinnati, but we'll see. But, yeah, you got to try to find some kind of wide receiver help and, yeah, a coach that can maximize Bryce. Sorry. Thank you for getting about their, their 33-year-old number one wide receiver, Adam Thielen, buddy. Forgetting about John, and then also Jonathan Mingo. What do you mean? They got all kinds of weapons over there. Yeah, um, not a fan long term of either. Yeah, no, I'm well. <laughs> hard to be a fan long term of Adam Thielen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean I'm definitely with you there. The 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 Panthers are are in the toughest spot hands down. Um, in in his like whenever this has happened before, when the 101 uh team has their pick traded away, I wonder how like what what historically has happened. I'm guessing that it's not been very good, but uh, Bryce Young obviously was set up for failure. I think that he's like the, the best buy now in, uh, in dynasty. He might do, do even worse a little bit like at the beginning of next year. Um, You hope not, but um, man, I, uh, I had somebody offer me, uh, it ended up being the two Oh three, I think, um, or offered, you know, me to, get Bryce for, for sending away my two Oh three smash, uh, accepted that that's, that's always the way to go for me. And, uh, yeah, I would, I would look into buying Bryce young. I think that he just didn't have a chance at all. And I think that once he, he has a chance, uh, you know, he might surprise us. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I honestly don't know what kind of head coach that they would need. If it's someone to help develop their offense, they honestly need an all around kind of coach that boosts morale. Cause they're going to need it as much as possible especially the fans because they're probably in one of the worst scenarios I've seen in a bit. Um, Everything obviously didn't go their way and they have an undersized quarterback that will need maybe a little bit more protection than normal. Adam Thielen, I don't think he's going to be the next Jerry Rice. So he's definitely going to be coming up on the end of his career here pretty soon. Um, Whereas like Miles Sanders also dug them in a hole. I think that that contract was something it was a donation uh he obviously didn't do anything that would make me want to play him over chuba hubbard uh they should have all rb's arguments for getting more money <laughs> he killed yeah. all of them dude all reset of the market arguments. again <laughs> backwards exactly yep backwards more yeah, so I think that they're going to need a morale booster. They're going to need someone that can bring in great coordinators. They're going to need an amazing scout that specializes in later round picks, probably. Um, I think they're going to need to pay up like big. Like they got to Dave Tepper's got to open up his checkbook. Like he's got to he's got to find a coach that he can hand the keys to, and he's yeah he's going to have to pay because you you're not going to get a good coach just by paying them league average. Like you're going to have to pay. Yeah, they're in a good division, though, for this. If they were in another division, I would say they might need to sell the team. But being in the division that they're in right now, they're in the best spot that they could possibly be because the NFC South is weird. (laughs) So, Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. The Panthers, like, they don't have a reliable running back. 
They don't have reliable receivers. They don't have a great line. They don't have a tight end who's an NFL quality tight end. Like, but I still think it whenever the odds open for next year, I think the Panthers making the playoffs is tremendous odds. Like ones that I would take just because of that division. Although although the Falcons, like they do something, the Bucks, like it's hard to hate them. But I mean the Panthers, I I think they can get it turned around, but it's uh, it's going to be tough. But do you guys have any thoughts on the Seahawks? I would like that job if I was an established offensive coordinator. I think that they've made it work. JSN just showed he's a great receiver over the last season too. So it's like even if Lockett's going to miraculously step down or something, I think that with their running back talent too, they already have a two running back system set up. I think that, I don't know, what Carroll built there is just, it's already a well-oiled machine. So it's just like, just get a guy that will do well. And that's all that they need. They don't need any like significant boosters. I think on either side of the offense, as long as Geno Smith can stay baseline, maybe you get another quarterback there soon. But I think overall, um, I think they're in a good spot. No, they're not going to have problems getting coaches there. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, after, after those guys, I think we got to talk about some of these playoff guys. Uh, Jesse kind of brought it up a little bit earlier. Like, do do we think Shane Steichen or not Shane Steichen? I mean, maybe we should be talking about, but Nick Sirianni. Do we do we think the year after going to the Super Bowl that they would really move on from him? Um, and then the other one is Mike McCarthy. Like, do we think with the way the Cowboys season has gone, they won the division. They're the two seed. Great season. Dak Prescott's been very good. Like, do we think they would make a change? Like, we, we know they were kind of close last year. Like, I I don't know if I'm fully buying either of them to make a change. But, like, both of those teams want to win. Like, they have aggressive, like, ownerships. They have aggressive GMs. I mean, with the Cowboys, they're the same person. But uh, we, we know they both want to win. They have talented rosters. Like, do we think if things go wrong in the playoffs, like, could they be in jeopardy? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that they're both win now ready teams. That's that's the main thing. Is like, and they aren't trying to uh, to waste it and not get a Super Bowl. So exactly like you said, super aggressive. I think there's a chance that they move on from Sirianni. I'm serious because whenever you look at it, um, it just seems so apparent because the defense is virtually the same. I guess the linebacker is a little bit different, a little bit more banged up than last year for sure. But then, like, the offense also looking so so out of whack. Shane Steichen's success with a backup quarterback. I mean, Shane Steichen, like, we all thought the Colts were were toast when, when they had Anthony Richardson, and then he went down. And, I mean, no one thought they were – they they had a chance to make the playoffs last game of the year. I mean, his, his success, I mean, even Gannon's success with the Cardinals at the end of the year – I feel like it, it's really raised some question marks as to who should have been accredited with who should have been given the credit last year. Um, and then on the, the Dallas side, I think for sure, if they don't make the NFC championship, I, I could see McCarthy being gone. Jerry Jones literally, when he was asked about it, he said game to game. We'll see. Like, we'll see how it goes game to game. So um, who knows? Uh but yeah, I, I don't I don't think either of them are out of the hot seat. I'll put it that way for sure. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that 
um, it's interesting when you have like teams that are performing, you know, they're a little bit, um, you know, they're in a great spot. And I think it's funny whenever you have all of these skill players, offensive lines, defenses that are performing at a high level, and then you start questioning the coach's success in the postseason. And I think that honestly, the, Eagles and the Cowboys are going to be in an interesting spot this postseason. The one I'm honestly more concerned about, or more interested in, I should say, is the Cowboys because I thought it was funny with Mike McCarthy last year, him and Kellen Moore kind of ended up having like a challenging stance, you know, after the season was done, like, do they actually need more to call plays or is Mike McCarthy just going to be able to overshadow everything and do it himself? But um, with the speculation with Dan Quinn leaving as defensive coordinator, I think that puts McCarthy in an interesting spot because that team could fall apart coordinator wise, where they have all this talent. They've had an off, uh, like a great offensive line for like the last 10 years. And they get one playoff win at most, if they're lucky enough to play like the Buccaneers or something. So I think that Mike McCarthy is for sure on the hot seat, but I don't, I would love to know who that they're going to bring in to try to lead them through the postseason. Yeah, definitely. And these, both of these jobs would be probably two of the most desirable ones, right? Like I, I think when it comes to Bill Belichick, I, I think he would jump at the idea of being the Eagles coach or the Cowboys coach. Like that, that would be perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, Jim Harbaugh, like, I, I don't think he could ask for much more than to have the Eagles or the Cowboys. Um, but I, at the same time, I think moving on from a coach, like, what, what does that tell your roster? Like, I, I think it could go sideways. Like, I think that could be kind of a disaster. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, yeah, both those teams are built to win. And if you don't win, it's tough. Um, yeah, it's a result, results based league. And, yeah, being the two seed and the five seed, like two of the best records, is tough. But yeah, I don't know. So, do we still have time for uh, playoff predictions here? Yeah, let's let's rattle them off. Yeah, kind of good good segue there. We got the Cowboys and Eagles talk. Like, do we think they have a chance? I right, we talked about the Eagles. I'm sorry, uh, Cowboys. Well, Cowboys Packers. No, I, I, I'll be honest. I think the Eagles lose to the 49ers. I mean, if they don't even make it past the the uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Dallas, they probably make it to the NFC Championship. Definitely going to lose to the 49ers. Then, uh, in, then the 49ers, they lose to the Ravens again. The Ravens, I think I think they're going to win it. And on the AFC side, it's going to be the Browns versus Ravens to get in. And, and the Ravens will beat them. Ooh. I kind of like... Uh... I, I think it's tough, but I, I think it's hard to go against the 49ers. Um, and then the AFC, oh, gosh, that's oh, – am I crazy to say Bills, guys? I Like, they've had their issues. Yes. But I I kind of think I don't I'm going to so. go Bills. Like, they're the two seed. They had the Steelers first round. Like, did I, you watch them play the Dolphins? I did. I did. And I, I think their defense has improved down the stretch. I, I think they've had some injuries, which has hurt them, but they've played well. And I 
I think when it comes to quarterbacks, I think Josh Allen's at the top. I, I mean, the Chiefs. That's them not... playing well? If that's them playing well, I don't, definitely don't see them in the Super Bowl. No, I mean, they they didn't play a great game, but they, they beat a team that was the two seed heading into that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the AFC is pretty wide open. But, like, the Chiefs, like, how, how do we count out the Chiefs? Like, uh, they're the three seed. They're home. It's, yeah, like, they're – with that season that they had, if they flip a switch for this weekend, their their game's gonna be cold, guys. Um, I don't know. I, I can't count out the Chiefs. Logan, yeah. what do you what do no, you? No, I completely. I I really do like the Bills take because I think as long as um, like Josh Allen can keep his composure and um limit turnovers i mean he can have some turnovers but fourth quarter turnovers are the ones that i'm concerned about i think get the ball in his hands as much as possible and just let him cook um i definitely feel like other teams that i'm interested on is if the packers do beat the cowboys i'm interested in that matchup a lot i mean i think the packers defense has definitely been underperforming um but i think their offense is getting better I think as long as their receivers are healthy here, Tucker Craft gets the ball. Shout out Taxi Squad. Um, that they might have a chance. But I think the biggest matchup that I'm most interested in is the Lions Rams. Um, I've seen you know tweets about the Lions trying to prevent people from wearing old Stafford jerseys and stuff like that. Um, but I think I think the Rams could do it. I think that they could make a random, you know, win or two, splash, knock out the Lions. But I I definitely do favor obviously like the 49ers and the Ravens as long as they don't have any offensive injuries that are gonna obviously throw a wrench in their plan. But I think their defenses are gonna be hard to stop. But I think players like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen can obviously stir things up and shock them. Yeah, who's who's your guys' favorite dark horse? Like kind of seed six and above. Like who is it the Rams? I I kind of like the Rams as a six. I do too. Like that's especially that's with favorite. Kyron Williams. If he is he playing? I think so. Okay, I don't know. I forgot to ask you about that earlier, but I think if he's playing that they could actually control the game and if they get one or two stops, Stafford could just light up any team yeah have you seen like the that. have you guys seen the thing that was talking about like if if the nfl was scripted boy did it was it was it good because of like stafford versus the lions there's like one of something like that for every single game there's something like some revenge game type thing yeah mccarthy versus the cowboys is the other one that i can think of right now Wait, oh. McCarthy, McCarthy versus the Packers. Versus the yeah. Packers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one. yeah, he yeah also yeah. versus the Cowboys to keep his own job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Packers might take McCarthy's job again. Oh damn. <laughs> and the other one that I I think they set up, which I I don't think it's scripted, but if if they did, I think it would be uh yeah, Chief Bills, guys. Chiefs Bills round two, like that would be pretty thrilling. Um, we saw how it went the first one, but Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, that that'd be a lot of fun. Round two yeah, in the playoffs. Hey, real quick, I noticed that we talked all coaches. You never once brought him up. Where's your boy going, Nick? 
Jim Harbaugh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause my, my background is Jim Harbaugh uh, holding the national championship trophy. Uh, shout out Jim. Year of the Harbaugh very well could be Ravens, Michigan. I don't know, but I, I don't know with Jim. I, he's, he's a hard man to figure out. Like I, I was very convinced he was going to the NFL. Um, now I, I think college could be an option, like based on what I've seen. Um, but if he goes to the NFL, I think Chargers are the most likely because of Herbert. And outside of that, I think either the Raiders, Patriots, somewhere where he can get full control and kind of build it. Um, if he goes to the Raiders, JJ McCarthy is going to be a Raider. Um, regardless of where he goes, I think Blake Corum is going to be on his team if if Jim goes to the NFL. But I I don't know. I'm I don't know where Jim goes. He's yeah. You think you might say because of Saban? Saban retired, so he said, Hey, I'll be the I'll be the king of college football. Saban didn't stop him when he had the chance this year. I I don't think Okay, this is one year. You know what I mean. Like it, it would make a little sense to be like, okay, well, hey, if if he's stepping down, the king steps down, might as well there's a little power struggle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean that could be, but I, I mean, Saban's kind of been on the downfall. I think um, the past few years. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious to see where he goes. It's going to make for great content, regardless. Jim's, Jim's a fun guy. Great coach. Great coach. All right, guys. I think that about sums it up. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at Jesse underscore Center. You can follow him at Pro Talk Loan. You can follow me at PT Nick Thirty Two. Until next time, Dino Talk.